Well, we're going to continue on in, in the, uh, you know, last week I had a commercial that the Lord had put in on our hearts about uh, abandonment. But uh, other than that, this morning we're going to deal with God's presence. And uh, man, I love that testimony of the heartbeat. Um, that is so awesome. In fact, Mitch just reminded me that I need to make a test, uh, a short blip about Ken Henry. Um, y'all, you know, many times we chase that which is the new and the fresh and the, the you know, the up and coming. Um, but there's something that's very, very important about not forgetting the fathers uh, in our faith. And there's Ken Henry is probably the father of prophetic worship. People like Jonathan and and uh, Jesus Culture and all these other groups have uh, rode the coattails of. Back in the days in the 80s and 90s, 70s and 80s and 90s, when most of us were singing Kumbaya and, you know, it only takes a spark. You know, and the songs would be, you know, uh, content-oriented, you know, two or three. I mean, beautiful songs and awesome praise songs, but, you know, songs would go two to three minutes. There was a man that was a voice that people didn't understand, and this guy was Ken Henry. And uh, and he was a he was a forerunner in this. So you all probably heard of, the, uh, of a recording label called Integrity Music. Ken didn't start that, but Integrity got started following Ken. And uh, and so uh, he stretched him and until now he's a father in the faith. He trains leaders. He uh, spends most of his time doing two things. One, in the prayer room in, the, in their church in St. Louis, and also just discipling young worship leaders and then coming and imparting them to us. So I just, he'll be here Friday night, Saturday morning, and Saturday night, and I really encourage you to be here uh, I, I warn you, he will stretch you. He's one of those that'll push the limit. And, uh, so, after the heart of God, that's where he'll push everything out. God's presence. So back in the way, God, God's presence. How Lynn's made that was God's presence. You know, uh, I, uh, I as I start off with this, you know, I, I want to remind us of that testimony that friend of mine spoke to me. You know about contradictions. Well, he didn't speak it to me, he spoke it to another guy about contradictions in the Word of God. And my friend, you remember, told this guy, he was discussing about the Bible having contradictions. And my friend told him, he says, well, listen, the only thing contradictions regarding the Word of God is the Word of God contradicts your life. And, uh, you know, and so, ouch. But, you know, when I start seeing God's presence, the testimonies of God's presence, you know, where... Um, where Moses declares to God, you know, if you do not go up with us into the land, how will it be known that you are among us, that we found favor in your sight? How is it that God said to that Joshua, when he's going to the promised land, be strong and courageous, do not be terrified, for the Lord your God is with you? You know, how is it that Jesus, facing and enduring the things that he did, and he made statements. He said, don't believe my words, but believe on account of the works that which my Father is doing in me. In other words, the presence of God. I had a seminary professor said, you know, if Jesus is to come now, would our churches continue on? As if. Took the Holy Spirit out. 
could we still do church as is? And that's the question for us to really challenge. God, could we live life just as we're doing it now, apart if the Holy Spirit was taken out? Well, that's where the word is, is I just really ask that we just really allow the word of God to really contradict our lives because there's so much more i like what Lindsay said y'all when when you embrace the contradictions of word god's word in relationship to our life and then we say well god your word is true well then i know this the heaven and earth will pass away but god's word will never pass away so this is sure instead fast well lord i want my life to come in line with the reality of that which is sure and steadfast so when we start to talk about God's presence, I just really ask that we just push the boundaries back. So if we've been talking about it, and it's very important for us to understand these three, these triad of God's presence. Let's go with it. We're talking about the day God's with us, but let's me back up and do a quick review. And we talked about the three facets of God's presence. God's presence in us, God's presence among us, and then God's presence in relationship to the heavenlies. And let's go. And last, two weeks or three weeks ago, I talked about God's presence in us. When you think of God's presence in us, let these four things sort of be established in your hearts. First off, God's presence in us tells us that He is with us. We are never abandoned. We are never forsaken. We are not orphans. We're, we're not alone. Lynn's is not alone. I am not alone. Why? Because God's presence in me. God's presence in us teaches us about all things that has been given to us in Christ Jesus. God's presence in us is, is literally birth in us. Whose we are and who we are. And God's presence in us empowers us to live, live as sons and daughters of the Most High God. God's presence in us. Well, and we're going to talk about a little bit uh, in... in in the future about how to really tap into God's presence and the fullness of all three of these things. But I just want to lay the foundations in it. And today we're going to talk about God's presence among us. And let's go to the foundations of this in 2 Corinthians six sixteen, where we keep going to, for we are the temple of the living God. For just as God said, I will dwell in them, that's God's presence in us, and I'll walk among us. Or Jesus says, where we're two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. That is the foundation of God's presence among us. Now, y'all, I don't want you to play lightly this. There's, this is vast. In fact, y'all, we better get used to it. I want you to notice this passage in Revelation 21.3. Let's go to the next slide, please. And where, where, get this, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, this is in Revelation 21.3, this is in the end. Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men. And I will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. Notice the amongs there. Three times there's declarations of God's presence being among us. Y'all, getting used to God being among us now is, is literally a foretaste of what it's going to be like to live in the fullness of eternity. And so... It's very vast. We really focus a lot on, you know, our bodies being a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in us. But, I, you know, I think there's so much more for God's presence doing and moving among us. In fact, y'all, I mean, 
I love God's presence in me. I mean, everything that's ever happened to me in the midst of a body has all happened to me individually. I mean, times in lying in bed where God's presence comes on me so strong that I cannot move. So powerful. Or times His presence comes, you know, just fills me and, and, and I just weep. Or times God's presence just fills me and I just laugh uncontrollably and I know if somebody was around, they would think I was crazy. Or times God's presence in me is so great that just revelations of heaven come so fast, I don't even know what to do with it. That's God's presence. But I'll tell you what, there's just something else about having a party with God's presence being among us. I love being around a bunch of freaks. When I say freaks, I mean Jesus freaks who are just wanting Him. Ah. And I, you know, and I just know that that is God's heart. The world is crying out for something. Yeah, they want the individual, but how about the depths of relationships and and y'all, that is where God's presence is. In fact, today I just want to throw, speak three things into us. In fact, we're talking about God's presence among us. We're going to speak it in two parts. And, uh, and it's kind of interesting. It's going to be separated by Kent Henry. You'll see why that is. I mean, this weekend of praise and worship and prayer. But when you think God's presence, really, where there was four things that God was speaking in relationship to God's presence being in us. But let's just talk about God's presence among us. And these things kind of shook me up because some of them, when I start seeing them, I'm going, Lord, I don't really totally understand how it fits. And the first one is in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, where it talks about God's presence among us is the kingdom of God being manifested on the earth. Get this. Now, when you think God's presence is equating with God's spirit, like in Psalm 139, verse 7, where can I flee from thy presence? Where can I flee from thy spirit, O God? So, but notice what it says here. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. For the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but power. So in other words, when we're seeing this, the kingdom of God, the presence of God, is all of a sudden the kingdom of God being manifested among us. Now when I say the kingdom of God, what am I talking about? Now, let's go to the next slide here because it's very important. Because when we're talking about God's presence, it's His kingdom and His rule expressed. Now, y'all, when I have to confess, when this hit me, all I could do was cry. His presence among us is His kingdom, His rule, His lordship being established and not Rick's. Or not Rick's and Mitch's agenda or the elder's agenda. It's whose agenda? It's His. And y'all, I have to you know, tell you, there's a lot of repentance that needs to go on on behalf of that place. And well, I shift to my part. And I'm sure it might be so for you also. Because when we're talking about God's presence among us, we're talking about God's agenda. And here's the really cool thing. Not cool thing. Here's the really out reality about Him. He does not play tug-of-war with us. 
for the agenda. agenda. He's declared it in the heavenlies. He said it. I am Lord. The question is, are you going to come in agreement with it? And, and go, okay, well, it's your agenda, Lord. It's her will. It's your will. It's your kingdom being expressed among us. Now, y'all, we've got to realize this. When we say the presence of God is the kingdom of God being expressed among us, what is it? I want you to notice some of this. Look at this. In, in, uh, in Luke chapter, let's go to this next slide, Luke chapter 11, I believe it is. In, uh, oh, I'm sorry. What did I do there? Well, it's, I think I skipped over something, another, and stuck something. So go to the next slide, if you would please. Ah, there it is. That other one's just out of order. So the kingdom of God in us, it says, if I cast out demons by the, by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. You know, literally what's going on is the presence of God starts to manifest. Literally, I can cast out demons. You know, Lynn's alluded something about the spirit of death and the fear of death. But what she didn't tell you was the depth of which it was painful in her and to see the power of God and the love of God set her free. Man. I mean, that song we were singing about uh, the great I am, it's no... Power in hell. When the presence of God wells up, demons can, you know, they can try to do their stupid boast and crazy stuff, but when the power of God rises up, all of a sudden you just know, you know, here's demons meatily mouth running their mouths, or, the, or a spirit of Satan may be big and bad, but all of a sudden the Holy Spirit rises up. I cast out demons by the finger of God. The the kingdom of God, the presence of God has come on you. That's when we're talking about God's presence, His rule coming, demons got to flee. They got to flee. You notice this passage in, in chapter 17, verse 20. Go to the next one. Yeah. Now, having been questioned by the Pharisees as to when the kingdom of God was coming, he answered and said to them, The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, look here it is, or there it is, for the kingdom of God is in your midst. Or literally in you or among you. In Literally, what, you know, what we have a tendency to do, we want to think physical. But God's going from the inside out. He's allowing the rule and reign of, of, of God's presence, kingdom of God, among us and out. And that's where it can happen. It's God's presence manifests. Let's go to the next one in, in, in chapter 10, verse 9. Well, I'm sorry. I, I messed up on that. So somehow I got the slides backwards. This is one of those late editions. And so, but anyway, when we're talking about God's presence among us, y'all let it be revelation and realization that God's presence among us is the rule of reign of God being established. And guess what, y'all? He is the King of kings and He's the Lord of lords. No other is in, in calling the shots. I, I just want to take a commercial out of this. It's just something I was just reading. Uh, you know, you know uh, 
Brandon gave me some tapes and stuff from Bill Johnson and stuff like that when he went out there and was hanging around. And, and, uh, and I was just reading this statement by one of the guys on staff out there at, with, uh, at Bethel. And I, I know Bethel just really is constantly teaching the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. There's a passage in the Luke chapter 10, verse 9, when it's supposed to be up there, which somewhere it went into cyber heaven. But, you know, it just says, if, if, I, if, uh, if, if healing occurs, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Jesus said, go proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, healing the sick, setting the captives free. That's the gospel of the kingdom. You want to know what the rule and reign of God is? It's sick free. It's demon-free. It's joy. That's what the kingdom of God is, y'all. Where His rule and reign is. There's righteousness. Ah, it's righteousness. There is peace and there is joy. And I and I was I was reading this testimony and and uh, one of the guy, one of the church leaders was talking about they had this big banquet for all these church leaders for all the nation that came in that was in relationship to them and they had this big fancy dinner and the mistake they had was is they asked the interns in the school of ministry to to serve. The problem was is that when you get this crew together they get this crew together evidently they really invite the kingdom of God to come. Well, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and what? Joy in the Holy Spirit. Well, he said, this guy was speaking testimony that more that uh, these, these, these people who were supposed to be doing the serving could barely do the serving because they were too lit. Not on wine. That's some. But they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And it was just, it really struck me. When the kingdom of God is present... All of those characteristics are present. The king in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forever. Uh, His kingdom. Seek ye first. What? Kingdom of God and his righteousness. So the presence of God is the rule and the the king of kings and lord of lords. And let me tell you something. He does not have cancer in his kingdom. And that's why Jesus prayed this. Told us to pray this. He told I'm just a commercial here, y'all. Sorry about that. But he said this in Matthew chapter 6. He says, Do not pray meaningless repetitions like the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they'll be heard by their many words. He says, for your heavenly Father knows what you need before you ask. Well, the first question that comes up, why ask? But he says, pray then this way. Why? Well, your heavenly Father knows what you need before you ask. What does he say? Pray this, this, this way then. There's a series of, you heard me say this before, imperative tense verbs in the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom, how Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know the word, sanctify your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be brought, brought about on this earth. In other words, it's declarations from us from to heaven to bring about heaven to earth. That is what the Lord's prayer is. It's His presence. We're going, Holy Ghost, come! Let the rule of reign come. Now when He starts doing it, y'all, it can get ugly in our normal self 
controlled environments. I remember one time God's presence. We were had about two to three hundred college students on the campus of Radford University. And Heath, is it Heath? Where the student center is? Is that Heath? I forgot. It's been so long I was there. But I mean, they were wired. They were messed up. Holy Ghost was going on and things. God was just phenomenal. People getting set free. God's presence so much among us. I heard this. We closed the meeting. I settled this meeting. We were shutting the meeting down. I heard all this noise going on right outside of Heath, right outside the ballroom there. We had the big ballroom and it was filled up. And there's that where the clock. There's a circle in the clock. I don't know if it's still there or not. Is it still there? Yeah, that clock. Hear that noise? I go down the steps of Heath and I look out there and there's three girls who came out of our meeting. Just normal. That God had touched and been doing a lot of cool things in their life. But the kingdom of God, the presence of God among them manifested on them right in the middle of that square. And all of a sudden, they're laid out in the spirit, flat, messed up. Well, God, that's not, that's out of order. That's embarrassing. But until I looked up and right in front of those, right at the, they were at the, at the feet. They were laying at the feet of a guy that we had been dealing Jesus with. It was a deal, a guy who was in the occult. He was afraid to come into our campus ministries meetings that all he would do is come and stand at the door and look in. Which is why the kingdom of God was showing up. God's presence was showing up in a way to let this guy know that the things that he really wanted, God was. He's not the stuffed shirt of religion, of confinement, the God who is everything that he could ever imagine. God's presence among us is the expression of God's kingdom among us. Now, however these, well, probably stay right there. God's presence among us is the foundation and glue of our relationships. Now, now, Simonis and I, let's pick on Simonis here. Sorry, we're sitting here. I don't know, 1992, so, 92, 1992, 21 years, 22 years, is that right, 22 years. Now, y'all, total opposites, Mr. Reserve, Mr. Crazy, how can two people so different exist together? Let me tell you how, God's presence among us. I mean, God's presence among us. How can he do that? How can you take two people like Ernie Tangalakis and Rick Sizemore and put them together and say, do it? God's presence, what? Among us. Because he's the foundation and he's the glue of our relationships. That's what the First John 1, 7 passage said that was somewhere back before there. If we walk in the light, his presence, as he is in the light, we have what? Fellowship with one another. I mean, He is the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit of God. In our midst, He is, His fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith, self-control. God's presence among us is that foundation of relationships. I mean, it holds, it's the glue that holds us together. Y'all, what if He's not? Let's go to that. James chapter 3 passage. What if he's not in our midst? Y'all, now do not take for granted. Oh, y'all, 
Dude, we play religion so much because we go to our little meetings and we go, okay, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, come and miss our midst. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And so we agree that where two or three are gathered in His name, there I am in their midst. And so He's in our midst. Well, you know why there's so many people screwed up that come in churches and have left churches? Because we said God's presence is among us. And you know what? We see... Not God's presence among us from the heavens, but we think we are God's presence, expression of God's presence. But guess what? It's among us. Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior with the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant. And so lie against the truth. Keep going, if you would. Watch this. It says, this wisdom is not that which comes from above, but is earthly, natural, or demonic. In other words, the Spirit that's present is not the Holy Ghost that's present. It could be very demonic. How many church business meetings have you been in that was literally demonic? Where you see them arguing about where are they going to put the carpet? We're not where they're going to put it. What colors the carpet? Dude, who's going to be in such committee? Or who's going to be over this? Or who's going to be over that? Y'all, I know of leadership meetings where, and I have participated in some, where the presence of God was not among us, but I guarantee you demons were present. Because why? Where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every evil thing. If God's presence is not among us, what's going to be it be there? Well, we, earthly, earthly. That's flesh. That's got to do with fleshly. Natural. You know what that is? Soulish. That's the Greek word there. That's uh, for soulish. And the word demonic. Soulish. In other words, we can do this. Let's have the beating. Let's have, just use, let's do this. And I'm not... Speaking against things, but here. Let's use Robert's rules of order. Let's have our constitution. Y'all, I've been in churches. I've been in several churches. We're under the pulpit. Praise God, there's nothing in here. Is, is, the, is the church bylaws. And if there's a question, you pull out the church bylaws. And that's what you operate by. I'm, y'all, I'm just, I've been there, done that. Okay? Well, that's where you get earthly, natural. That's soulishness. But what about where it is, the presence of God among us? Now, where He's the glue of the relationships, where the relationship's more important than anything. Now, is order and discipline? Yeah, that's why the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith. What? Self-control. I have not given you a spirit of timidity, but of what? Power, love, sound mind or safe mind. Sometimes some people translate discipline. Characteristics of the Spirit is, uh, dude, He orders stuff. So if the presence of God is not among us, there'll be jealousy and selfish ambition among us. You'll sense disorder among us. But if the presence of God is not among us, let's go to the next slide where we're seeing here. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that divisions exist among you. And in part, I believe it. And it goes on and saying in the in 1 Corinthians 1.11, for, for I have been informed concerning you, my brethren, by Chloe's people, 
that there are quarrels among you. If God's presence is not among us, you know, uh, there's division. When God's presence comes, He unites. Um, I remember my cousin Earl and Libby were really having a tough time, and they'd gone. They were having a tough time in their relationship, and and they'd gone to a football game, and Earl had fought Libby, looked at another man, and and so jealousy had hit his heart, and and in their midst was not the spirit of God, and so you know they had just gotten saved, and and so. Uh, they got home and it was just arguing, arguing and fussing and couldn't couldn't decide. You know, Libby couldn't express to Earl and communicate to her anything that would really bring truth to her, his heart. And so Libby goes, uh, "Well, Earl, why don't we just pray about it?" The girl goes, "Well, yes, that's the religious thing to do. Just unbelieving, really." So all of a sudden, you know, so Libby takes him by the hand, and they go in the bedroom, and they kneel down beside their bed. And so Earl, Earl's over like this. Libby's on Earl's right-hand side. So they're kneeling there, and Libby starts to pray, and Libby goes, Lord, Earl don't believe me. Just touch him, Lord, and let him know that I, what I'm speaking is true. And she says it again, Lord, just he don't believe me. Touch him, Lord. And all of a sudden, Earl just feels this big hand touch his, just go on his left shoulder. Now, he said, all of a sudden he felt this hand on his shoulder, like, you know, like, you know. And he said when it did, it just went straight to his heart. And he opened his eyes just enough to look and see Libby's hand, you know, like, here. So he knows that she didn't take with her right hand and go. <laughs> and the Lord's presence coming in their midst. And he said when that happened, he just touched his heart and he just fell face first into the bed. He just cried. God's presence among us to wipe out division. I remember one time we had a small leadership meeting down at Smith Mountain Lake. You had, you had Mitch Simonis. Tulio O'Reilly, Robbie Maddox, Daniel Wheeler, and Rick Sizemore. Can we say recipe for selfish ambition and strong wills and no telling what's going to happen out of that? So we start off religiously. Oh, yeah, we prayed a few minutes and we had some worship. And then we started into discussing things and visionizing and strategizing and dealing with issues in our heart. I mean, speaking about things and and the more we talked, the worse it got. And we were at somebody's house, too. And I remember Robbie and Wheeler were like, Users. and I'm probably in there throwing gas on the fire, you know. And then all of a sudden it hit me, this passage. Hi, y'all, just shut up. I don't remember the exact words I said. But God's presence is not among us. Robbie, get your guitar. Let's just start worshiping. Let's start repenting. And sure enough, y'all, God's presence come among us. And all of a sudden, what do you have? Peace. 
peace in our midst. Get the next slide, please. And so I've left off some other passage of Scripture where it says, let, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Put on, uh, let, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. God's presence. Now, y'all, you remember what I said a while ago? Remember I said God will not do tug of war with us in relationship to His presence, His kingdom manifesting among us. If you want to do relationships on your own, have at it. But when if you behold, he says, I stand at the door and knock, and you ask him to come in. Now, let me tell you something. When he comes in, he'll rearrange things. He'll get our hearts and our will in line with his, and it will change things. Too many times early in my relationship with Paula, I'm praying before the Lord, Lord, fix Paula, so fix her, God, change her. Slap her down with the Holy Ghost. That'll teach her to dispute my what I'm teaching her. I did. I said that. I'd lay on lay in bed at night with her. Get her slap her down in the spirit. Come on, speaking in tongues. That'll show her it's true. Yeah, God. I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> Got a word for me. Did a word for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> The more I did that, the worse it got. Because why? Like Jesus spoke to James and John. You do not know what your spirit you are of. Pharisee and hypocrite. Because why? I was not pursuing God's presence among Paul and I. I was pursuing my agenda that, that God, my will for Paula's life would come in line with my will. And if she came in line with the will of, of Rick for her life, then she would be okay. Well, that don't work. That don't work. And that's when God started doing works in our lives, which he's still doing today. So this presence of God among us is the glue and foundation for relationship. The presence of God among us is the kingdom of God expressed. How about this? The presence of God among us empowers our ministries to one another. I just want you all to catch the revelation of this. This is massive because God's presence among us. Y'all, we take for granted this. There's a lot of things, I'll be honest with you, that I know that the Spirit of God is on Brandon Simonis in relationship to healing, but the healing that God is wanting to manifest is not being able to manifest because the presence of God is not fully free to function among us. Because watch this in Luke five seventeen. One day he was teaching and there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of God, which is the Spirit of God, the power of God was present for him to perform healing. Now, you could, there's that place in time that we're... The Spirit of God is doing a work and we come in line with what's going on. His will is for our life that He manifests Himself and it just pops up. It's not something you have to strive for. Let's go on. Watch this. The presence of God among the disciples and how that was a key. Look at this. They went out and preached everywhere. They preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them. Here they're preaching and the Lord's working. And God was, God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hands. Who was performing it? 
Not Paul. Who? God. God working among. Go on, the next slide. Watch this. Therefore, they spent a long time, therefore, speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord, who was testifying to the word of his grace. Now, get this. Reliance upon the Lord, who, who's the pronoun? That's the Lord, who was testifying to the word of his grace, granting that signs and wonders be done by their hands. In other words, God bearing witness. God working among us. How many times, y'all, have I stood up in front of this body worried about how it sounded and worked rather than seeking God's presence? Lord, confirm this word. Will you work among me, Lord? Will you work? Will you work? No, not will you work. Will I work with you, Lord? How about it? That's, That's the disciples. How about us? Look at this passage in Galatians chapter 3, verse 5. So then, does He do provide you with the Spirit and work miracles among you? Do it by the works of the law, hearing with faith. In other words, He provides you with the Spirit and He works miracles among you. You know, I was going to get this out of his head, that it's our giftings or anything in us that does the work, the miracles and stuff like that. It is but Him. And a lot of times it's Him working among us. Him working among us. Just His presence showing up. One, one time I was sitting with some brothers and sisters, you know, and we were sitting in the Cracker Barrel up here. Up here. And, uh, and so we, uh, you know, we got there and we, we got our water and kind of waiting for the order. It was slow for the order to come. And so, but we're just talking about Jesus and God's presence is just like kind of really showing up in our midst. And, and, uh, and so we finally, the waitress came and she gave us, we gave her order and, but it's delaying even more. So we got a choice here in this place in time. We're going to complain about it. It's taken off the line. It might've been an hour, hour and a half by then, y'all. Cracker Barrel. But, you know, we decided to just press on in. Press on in. Just don't complain about it. Just don't grumble about it in our hearts. Let's just go on in. And so we're just, presence of God showing up. We're just talking about Jesus. We're just loving on each other. And all of a sudden, the waitress comes running up. And I'm sitting there, and she comes running up. She pulls the chair out, and she sits down next to me. And she goes, And she starts pouring her guts out. Right there, in the middle of Cracker Barrel. And I ain't got my food yet. But what's happening? God's presence among us was was ministering to her. And so, God, we're just able to minister into her heart, pray for her, and minister to her. How in the world did she pick us out to come and dump out? I don't know. Did she overhear us or what? I didn't see her around. But it's God's presence among us. Just wanting to do work. I love what Joe shared last week. God, Do you realize, get this, putting on the full armor of God, which the invitation is for every one of us to put it on every day, you know one of the facets of the full armor of God? Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Well, what is, remember I said earlier, the gospel of the kingdom is to heal the sick, cast out demons, Lead people to Jesus, if you want to. That's in there, but I mean, bear testimony to him. You know, 
Like Joe was sharing, looking for people. You know what it is? Preparation of the gospel of peace, huh? In other words, we're saying, okay, Holy Ghost, I'm going out to work today. Show up. Show up. Let's get this. Let's, y'all, what's more important? The work of, that we got to do or the work of God? Now, yeah, you can bear the testimony of God. I, mean, I pray that Kevin never really forgets the work that he does, you know, by preaching the gospel and goes back and gets somebody saved, you know, and leaves the cockpit. Well, you know, but sure, there's another pilot and stuff like that. But there is a place of doing your work in excellence. But I guarantee you this, that looking for what God's presence is doing among us will make your both work profitable and also the kingdom of God will show up. Daniel? Can... Can you just talk about, like, the presence and, like, the kingdom? I guess the difference between the two. I don't know. I just keep thinking about, was it Simon the sorcerer who had an encounter with the presence? But, I mean, he was, like, a mess and, like, walked away a mess, right? Yeah, but well, there's, when we're talking about God's presence among us, it's the kingdom of God coming. It, there, it, what I saw in Scripture, you couldn't divide them out. God's presence is the kingdom of God. He is the, he is the what? king and he's promoting the king the ruler and so now like i said earlier the problem with simon the sorcerer was like peter rebuked him at the end he goes ah i see that you're full of gall of bitterness and a bondage of iniquity repent of this wickedness so guess what peter was calling him to allow certain areas in his heart to come in line with what the kingdom of god was manifesting and that's where the mess occurs he's in a mess yes I was just saying that he goes back to that place of, you know, you know, the two disciples calling, you know, they, they have a hard time with believing for the bread and the, I mean, for the loaves and the fishes, but then, you know, they go and it kind of keeps going and they, they, they believe that they could call down fire from heaven and take out, you know, this, you know, people. So it was just, he was just saying, you don't even know what kind of spirit of you are you. And I think that's what he's challenging. Uh, uh, yes, I mean, in that. In that place, come in, come out from that place and come into the kingdom, you know, the fullness of the kingdom. Because he was experiencing it but not being able to receive it and walk in. So. Yeah. Watch this, y'all. I'm going to do something here. I think. Okay. If I can do it. Piece of paper, piece of cardboard. Okay? okay? What did I do? I blew on this. Okay? How do you know I'm not blowing right now? I'm moving. Go to the next slide, sir. Watch this. It says, watch this. But each one is given the manifestation of the what? Each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Listen, y'all. When the Spirit of God starts to blow through the forest, through this paper. In fact, the word spirit literally means wind, breath. Say, one thing that's around where we live, y'all, there's, there's cedars, there's oak trees, there's, there's poplars, there's sycamores, there's all kind of crazy different trees. Every tree will have different sounds as the wind blows through. It manifests itself differently. 
crucial part is that for each tree to be a tree. And refuse to allow the wind to pass through the tree. If you could do that, if a tree could do that, I refuse to allow my leaves to move. Thou shouteth noteth passeth througheth me. When that happens, the tree's uprooted. Because notice what it says the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, for one is given the word of wisdom. Through the Spirit. Another word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. Another faith by the same Spirit. Let's go to the next slide. To another gifts of healing, plural. Gift, plural, gifts, healing by one Spirit. One person given plural gifts. To another affecting of miracles or acts of power. To another prophecy. To another distinguished spirits. Various kinds of tongues. Interpretation of tongues. Go on, please. Next slide. All those are different manifestations of the Spirit passing through us. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing individually, just as what? Okay. God is calling us to the revelation and realization that His presence among us, His kingdom being manifested among us, to express His heart. No, when the rule of reign of the King of Kings comes in, He sets the captives free. He gives good things. He gives joy. He gives peace. He establishes righteousness. At His right hand are pleasures. He says, come and eat. You know, that's the King. The presence of God among us. You know, I look at Crystal last week in this service. Preaching in the presence of God starts doing a thing in her heart about some stuff in relationship to Brandon's death. So she comes forward. So we all pray for her. Paula goes, Rick, you need to deal with this. So just in a few short minutes, in between service, guess what? The presence of God among her and Nick and myself in the room back there. God touches her and heals her heart, sets her free that things have been hurting for years. Then Sunday, then Friday night, we had the Deal in Jesus party where we were just getting in the presence of God. A girl who'd been reading the books and the material that I've been writing for a whole year. Reading it. Supposed to be transposing it. She was. She was putting it in, formatting it. But all of a sudden, she comes, y'all. Guess what? She's been soaking with the Word. In fact, she, she told us, she says, Rick, I, I put all your materials on a flash drive and I took it home. I've been reading it. Yeah, have at it. But then guess what? All of that seed of the Word coming into her heart, she confessed to us, yeah, I've been looking up those Scriptures. And she's sitting about here or here. All of a sudden, we start worshiping here Friday night. Presence of God comes. And guess what? This precious girl who had been massively hurt in her past. I'm talking about massively hurt in her past. All of a sudden, she falls more or less like in the crystal's arms and Jen and, and her. In the midst of a party, which we were just dealing with Jesus, well, with literally, I mean, they take her in the back and she's totally set free. God's presence among us to express the heart of the King. 
to solidify relationships. Beautiful thing to me is that, you know, guess what? She's getting married when? In May. And the very things that they prayed about are the things that will heal her heart that she can step into that marriage relationship. Tell me that ain't Jesus. God's presence among us. See, all the invitation is for us to listen and beware. Go to the next slide, please. It just summarizes this. His presence and His kingdom released. One, say, okay, Holy Spirit, manifest yourself however you will in my life. Y'all, that's not a one-time event. That's a morning-by-morning thing. Second thing is, it's in this, the Spirit works all these things. Y'all, I cannot tell you how many times I've got mad at God. God, this was a perfect opportunity for you to do this. You come on. God, if you would have come and, you know, you remember that song that I thought we was going to rewrite one day? VJ, what was that song? Uh, 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 you know, the one I kind of always say, uh, oh, man, I'm sorry. When I comes to singing, my mind goes blank. Uh, yeah, PJ's looking at me like, uh. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one. Yeah, it's all about me, Jesus. It's not about you. If you could see things my way, I am a Lord. I am a Lord. Lord. <laughs> Surrender to my will. You know. No, that's the opposite. He works all things. What? Accordingly as He what? Wills. So y'all... What I want to, the invitation for us to do is to come in agreement with this presence of the living God, not just here, everywhere. Everywhere. Listen for it. Listen to Him. Listen to Him, what He's saying, what He's doing. Do the treasure hunt. God, who are you touching? Who, who's out there today, God? What kind of clothes are they going to be wearing? They don't have a beard. You remember Joe testifying that last week? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. You got something? Um, I'm just, I, I just continued. I didn't really have much until just, you know, just a second ago, just really remembering about Moses and just the presence of God. And, you know, just the Lord spoke this. You know, it says the Lord spoke to Moses. And this is in Exodus 33. Depart, go up from here, you and the people whom you have brought up from the land of Egypt to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to your descendants, I will give it. I will send an angel before you. I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, all the ites. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey. For, And then he makes this statement, for I will not go up in your midst. And you're like, whoa. You know, I mean, you mean there's a a place where really even us as a people of God could be blessed. We could even really take part of the somewhat of the promised land. But he's saying, I won't go with you. Like you, So you really can experience things of God without God. And that that's really the greatest tragedy. <laughs> that I could really experience things of God without God. And then Moses makes that crazy awesome statement you know that goes on down to verse 14 and uh he just really beseeches god <laughs> he's like lord i don't i we can't do that <laughs> that's not what i signed up for and uh and he says and he said and god said my presence 
shall go with you and I will give you rest. And he said, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. You know, I don't want to move without this place of your presence. I just pray that that becomes a reality. I think that's what Joe was even encouraging. Like, well, I don't even want to go, I don't even want to leave the house in the morning until I know that the presence of God is with me. Like, I, I mean, not that, I mean, he's always with us. I think even Ted Lindsay gave us testimony that if we'll, if we'll pay attention to the steps of our feet, if we'll pay attention to even in the silence, the footsteps, we'll know that he's there. But there is a determination. There's a place that I really have to, have to swivel the chair and really find him in that place. I just felt like the Lord just wanted to encourage us to really go for that. Really, there's a place that, that it really has to be, that, you know, that place in my heart real where Lindsay said, I, I have to open the doors and go. I, I have to really ask him to come in. I have to, yeah, you know, I have to knock, and he says he will come in. He will open up the door, and we can come and sup with him. I think that's the greatest picture of God's presence, you know, that he wants that. So I don't, I don't really have a call other than that. <laughs> I think it's that call that there's something deep within us that has to go because you know, there is that place that, that that's that is the destiny that we have to carry about the presence of God. Keep going to that. I don't, was it Graham? It must have been. I don't know if it was Graham Cooker. Somebody had just said, you know, where you know, where did the people of God? What did they encamp around when they, when they were out there in the wilderness or out there traveling? What did they? What's the first thing they set up? The presence of God, and then they camped around it, and they didn't move. Until what? The presence of God got up and went. And it's just like, wow. Isn't that supposed to be what our lives look like? You know, we don't move, we don't breathe, we don't do anything apart from God's presence. That's why I love that the pursuit song, the the new pursuit song, because it just says, I can't live without your presence. I just can't do it. I can't do it. And I think there's a place that there has to be in this place in our heart that we just say, I, I can't I can't live without your presence. And I don't know what that all that looks like. And, and I've walked with this guy 20 years. And some, some of those years, I really was frustrated with what that looked like. But that, there was a place where I just had to yield and, and really come to him. So, BJ, do you feel okay to come and play a little bit? So I'm just going to, let's just stand and bless you. <laughs> Look at my wife. We'll close out in closing out. I I just want to ask some of, uh, um, for whatever y'all people are that pray with people, come up. Freedom team people, yeah. No, no, some, whatever. First responders, yeah. I know that Lindsay's word is really, really hanging out there right now in the spirit. And I just really want to invite uh, any of you that are, just as she was speaking, that um, just some of the things to come and let God to comfort your hearts. Any points and places of death uh, that are that are weighing you down or hopelessness in life, uh, allow God to minister to your heart. But if there's some things in relationship to God's presence where you've been copping out and trying to live life according to your will, you know, we'll be glad to pray with you and agree with you and, and just agree for refreshing. So. I just feel like, you know, there's this place where God, maybe maybe you just never experienced God's presence before. You don't even, like, it's like, like that was me. <laughs> you know, um, 
and even the first time I experienced God's presence, you know, I'd been hanging around, you know, Eagle's Nest, and I'd seen God's presence. I'd probably wanted to enter in, but I, I could never get there. I was like, I'm not sure what they're doing. They're probably worshiping God and enjoying Him, but I don't know that. I don't know what that looks like. And we were in this Bible study, and Rick had called a bunch of the college students to come hear this guy's testimony, this guy named Terry Rose. I didn't even know who he was or what he was about. And so I came, I came in there and gives this incredible testimony of a just crazy radical transformation, you know, of a life. You know, he's from Australia or somewhere overseas. And, but he, and he was coming to America. And so, but he gave his testimony and he just said, all right, I want everybody to close their eyes and and just, I just want. I'm just going to start praying. And I thought he was just closing out. And all of a sudden, the Lord. All of a sudden, I just started hearing like people hitting the uh, the the pews. And all of a sudden, I was like, I opened my eyes. I'm like, man. But all of a sudden, and I was scared to death. But at the same time, all of a sudden, I just. That's the, really the first time I ever experienced God. Like I knew He was there. Like as fearful as I was, I just knew He was there. And and the Lord touched me in a miraculous way. And so. I just felt like there was even a call that maybe you've just never experienced and you just want to come up and just get agreement. I want to experience God's presence. I want to know what that is. I want to know what he's about. I just felt like that's the call too. Um, so, Lord, I just pray right now in Jesus' name. I just want you to start coming. If either one of those calls are you, if there's this place, even like what Crystal was going through last week, that maybe there was just some things that, you know, just kind of this residue of, of, of in relationship to death, relationship to abandonment, the things that we've been speaking about the last couple of weeks. I just pray you just come. There's a place that Crystal came and got free. There's a place that Lindsay went to the encounter and got free and of that. And she can live now. And I think that was the call. Lindsay asked us as a body to live. And if you're not living in relationship to that, I want you to come forth. And you just got to be honest with yourself and honest before the Lord. If that's you, just come. Because there's a place that God wants to meet you. Right now, today, today, in the name of Jesus. And Father, if there's just this place that God, you just want to empower us to experience your presence, to be open to that. And we don't we don't know how to enter into that, God. Or we we've never experienced that before. I just pray right now in Jesus' name, you just come, you just come. So Lord, we just bless you. We thank you for that, Lord. I'm just going to give you a minute. Just just I just want you to pray in your seat. Just if that's you, just come forth. Just don't hesitate. There's a place that God says it's here. The kingdom of God is here. And when the kingdom of God is here, it is a place that you can get healing. It's a place that you can get restoration. It's a place you can get redemption. It's a place that you can receive life. So don't, don't walk away from that opportunity. Lord, just pray. I just pray you press in. Press into our spirit. Press into our heart to go for it. To step out. To reach out. In Jesus' name, God, come forth. Come forth in that. Spirit of God, just come and come in our midst, Lord God. Just walk among us. Yeah, of your presence. Yeah, I find rest mm. for my 